It is morally wrong to allow suckers to keep their money. You've been had, robbed of your money, your property, and most of all, your self-respect. Someone distracted you or played off your trust? You never saw it coming. The mark never does. So give yourself a break. Grifters have been around since the serpent offered an apple to Adam and Eve. It's time to say goodbye to your money and move on. I'm Jim Grinstead, and on Scams and Cons, I'll tell you how grifters work and about the frauds they commit. But don't think you'll outwit the next con artist that crosses your path. If you're the mark, you'll never see it coming. I think we can all agree that 2020 sucked. Wouldn't it be great if we could know what to expect for the rest of 2021 or 2022? What we need is some expert advice. Have you ever been certain your telephone would ring in the next 10 seconds? Or have you ever walked down a strange street and had the feeling that you knew what lay beyond the unturned corner? Yes? Then you've had a brief encounter with the world of the unknown. None of us is ever really prepared for that moment when the thin shell of reality cracks and the world of unreality, the psychic world, is thrust upon us. Today we're talking about psychics. Other trades are often lumped into this category. Palm readers, mediums, clairvoyants, prognosticators, fortune tellers, tarot card readers, empaths, astrologists, and many more. That's a lot of ground to cover, and each has its own cons, so I'm just going to focus on psychics. I'll get to the others in due time. Let's start with this question. How accurate were psychics in 2019 about what would happen in 2020, and should we have heeded their warnings? Let's start at the World Psychics blog, and right off the bat, things aren't looking good. The blog fearlessly predicted that a major topic in 2020 will be the presidential election. It further predicts it won't make a lot of people happy when the vote count is taken. There'll be a lot of drama and disappointment with those that threw sticks and stones throughout the past year. Expect some protesters to call for a recount when one party doesn't get its way. Okay, I could have said that in 2018 or even 2017 and have been correct. This blog was showing a trend I didn't like. So I moved on. In Britain, a well-known psychic named Craig Hamilton Parker claims to have predicted the pandemic. If you look back at my earlier predictions, and in particular the predictions I made on the the newspaper, The Sun's um, website, I did actually say on there, the actual words were, there will be a flu epidemic linked to bioterrorism. This is a prediction you made in 2017 about what would happen in 2018 And in 2020, you're claiming victory? What about the terrorists? Bullshit! 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 He also predicted that in 2019, Kim Jong-un would be overthrown by his people. I try to keep up with the news, and I would have noticed if Kim Jong-un had become a former dictator. To his credit, 
In 2015, he correctly predicted an assassination attempt on German Chancellor Angela Merkel and that China and Brazil would face economic problems. He also called correctly that a new chamber and corridor would be found in the Sphinx. Coming back to the States, Psychic Nikki, the so-called psychic to the stars, predicted that in 2020 there's going to be flying robots, small robots. In the future, they'll all be robots. I'll give her a win on that one because of the growth in drones and privately funded space travel. Still, based on what was happening in 2019, it was an easy call. She didn't see Trump being reelected, but... Now I foresee that Donald Trump is not going to get into power this time. A lot of, a lot of people say he's going to be reelected. I do not see that. And I really feel like it could be an illness around him. I see Millennia leaving Washington, maybe leaving him. And I don't see Joe Biden getting in either. I could do this all day, all week if necessary, but today we ask if psychics are legit. Or are they cons? Spoiler alert, no one knows. We can't crawl inside another person's head and know exactly what they're thinking or what they believe. What got me onto this topic was a Department of Labor report on expanding professions. One promising area for the 2020s is for horse-drawn carriage drivers. I made a quick check of my calendar, then continued reading. The drivers are needed for downtown entertainment districts, with the added side benefit of screwing up traffic. Also on the list are matchmakers and psychics. Yelp found the category of supernatural readings has doubled since April 2020. Global uncertainties in the pandemic has left us all looking for answers. Go online and you'll find hundreds of ads seeking psychics, especially for online or telephone consultation. When the industry is turning to the general public for new hires, you got to wonder what they look for on a resume. But where there's a void... Capitalism will step in to fill it. Stepping up to the challenge are psychic schools. If you want your promising high school student to be the best in his psychic career, check out the Stansted Hall Psychic School that inhabits a rustic castle in England. You can study mediumship in many, many places around the world, but there's only one Stansted Hall. It's the greatest place to learn your skills as a medium. It is the most amazing, magical place. It's like a different world. Some people call it Hogwarts for mediums. They bring this mind image to them, you know. We're all running about the little wizards or something. But there's a power within the hall that touches every individual. You can feel the power that's here. It's also known as Albert Findlay College, the world's foremost college for the advancement of spiritualism and psychic sciences. Their words, not mine. If they believe it's a science, I'm going to need to see a double-blind study on that one. Researchers say roughly 85,000 people work in the psychic services field and make about $1.5 billion in total wages a year. The New York Post quotes Los Angeles psychic Chris Medina, who says he's seen a 20 to 30% growth in business since the pandemic struck. He charges $150 for 30-minute sessions and does six readings a day. Let me do the math for you. 
That's $234,000 a year. ZipRecruiter says most positions pay around $36,000. Now you're ready to send off your precious firstborn to school so their visions can come true. Before you write that check, let's take a moment and assume for the sake of discussion that all this psychic stuff is bullshit. So how is it done? For that, we turn to Ian Rowland, known as the cold reading guy. These days, he teaches cold reading skills to businesses and others and has written three books on the topic. You'll find links for them in the show notes. Let's take a moment to contrast cold readings from hot readings. If you've seen the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin, you know how hot reading works. Shills chat with crowd members and gather information. When the star of the show takes the stage, it's easy to pick people out of the audience, repeat what the shill has learned, and make a prediction. So cold reading is where I don't need any information. So how would I go about it? Easy. I would pick one of the seven classical themes that most cold readings most of the time are based on. And from that, I would say things that sound meaningful, but here's the key. In normal communication, when I'm talking to you or you're talking to me, I provide the meaning. My words, my meaning. With cold reading, I provide the words, but da, 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 you provide the meaning. How does that happen? Because at the top of your head is a skull, inside the skull is a brain, and the brain is really good at various things, including pattern recognition. And what it will do is it will map my words onto your experience and find some significance and find some meaning and find some connection. As I say, when you take it out of context like this, you rip it out of context and people know that's what we're talking about, it's not, yeah, it, do, it doesn't have any effect. But in real life, when people enjoy a reading, I, like it, well, I call them personal readings, I don't call them psychic readings, but when it's a personal reading and you, that process goes on, it feels absolutely wonderful. When teaching business clients, he teaches techniques that help build rapport with others. It's not about steering someone into signing a contract, but as a way of clearing a path for meaningful conversations. Storefront psychics have other goals, like cultivating repeat customers. This is how it works in the general psychic industry. Suppose I make a prediction about something that's going to happen in your life. So long as I don't put a timestamp on it, I'm golden. If you come back to me in three months' time and say, I came for a reading, you made a prediction, it hasn't come true, I can simply say, don't worry, it will. And you come back to me three years later and say, that prediction hasn't come true, and I said, don't worry, it will. All right? I can always kick the can down the road and say, you just haven't waited long enough, and sooner or later, either you will die or I will die, at which point it ceases to be an issue, right? If I make a prediction and it comes true very quickly, that's, hey, that's amazing. I went to see this psychic. She made a prediction, and just three days later, that thing happened. Wow, which is great. On the other hand, if it's a long time before it comes true, that works for the psychic as well, because that just demonstrates that she could see further ahead into the future, doesn't it? This is why some people put future predictions into their readings, because there's really no way for the psychic to lose. The magic golden key is you just don't put a timestamp on it. If I say to you, a fantastic financial opportunity uh, in connection with someone whose name sounds like Chris or something like that is going to come your way next June the 3rd, 
that's risky, it's very likely to go wrong. But so long as I don't say when, so long as I just say this is indicated in your future, I'm golden and it can't really work against the psychic at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with paying for a psychic reading as long as everyone has their cards on the table. It's entertainment like buying a movie ticket or paying a cover charge to listen to a comedian. It's your responsibility to decide what to do with that information. Cold readings, or personal readings as Ian calls them, can be used for good or evil. There are millions of people all over the world working in the service industries. People in stores, people in shops, people selling coffee, people working in the news agents, whatever. And you know, the, the sad thing is, a lot of people don't treat them very well. They really don't. And it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking because these, these are important people. And there's been so many times in my life when I, I've been in a, a suitable situation. I'm not talking about when they're super busy and rushed off their feet. I mean, when there's a lull, when it's quiet, when they're not doing that much else, when the shop's a bit quiet or the coffee store is nearly empty. And I've stopped to give them, say, a five-minute reading or an eight-minute reading or something. And it might be based on anything. It might be the palm of the hand, the handwriting, astrology, whatever. And you know what? The, it, it, it's, it's a nice thing, but it also kind of a little bit heartbreaking. Somebody might say, well, thank you for that. That was fun. And, and yeah, that you, you've helped me sort of see things in a more positive way. But also, thank you for talking to me. That's the first actual conversation I've had all day. And it might be three o'clock in the afternoon. And I say, really? He said, yeah, everybody else just sees me as a robot, as a machine. You know, they take what they, they okay, I've given them their coffee. They throw the money on the counter and walk out. I've been here since eight o'clock in the morning. Nobody's ever battered an eyelid. Nobody's ever talked to me. So first of all, thank you for actually just talking to me. And that's really nice because you're the first person who has. Now, I've, that's been repeated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And I find that a little bit sad. Now, isn't that a nice thing you can give to someone to actually recognize that they're a person and they're important and they matter and they're doing honest work and they're doing it as well as they can and giving them some credit and some thanks and some kudos and some recognition and a little bit of love and showing that they actually matter. Isn't that a nice thing to do? If only that was the goal for all psychics. Much too often there are cases where readings can provide false hope and needless grief. Sylvia Brown is an example. She's gained much attention over the years, mostly for misleading claims. In 2004, she told the mother of a child that had been kidnapped that the girl was dead. ABC News reported, Brown claimed that missing woman Amanda Berry was indeed dead. She said it in a matter-of-fact way to Berry's mother, Luana Miller, saying she's not alive, honey. As we found out, Amanda Berry is very much alive. She is one of three women who were held hostage in the Cleveland house. She managed to escape yesterday. The three men accused of holding her and the other women are now in custody. Barry's mother died in 2006. There were many other times she told parents of kidnapped children that the child was alive or dead and predicted the location of the body. Most of those claims were false. There's Opal Jennings. She'd been snatched from her yard and was not to be found. Brown told the family that the child had been taken to Japan and was forced to become a sex worker. Opal's body was eventually found in Fort Worth, Texas, and the family learned she had been killed shortly after her abduction. In Great Britain, 
a medium was convicted of convincing two women over four years that they needed to be naked and perform sex acts during their sessions to improve their chances of contacting deceased family members. There is little evidence that psychic powers exist. Credible scientific research says there's nothing to it. We've also learned how psychics steer you into believing that their powers are real, even when their predictions don't come true. Are psychics running a con? Yes, always. The thing is, whether they're conning you into paying for a reading, helping you build relationships, crushing your hopes, or fabricating a curse that ends up emptying your bank account. If you decide to engage a psychic, remember the words of author Mike Klepper. Predictions are but guesses. When they come true, they're prophecies. When they don't, we salvage the situation by calling them allegories. People get taken by a scam or con because they want to believe. They con themselves with the belief that it could never happen to them until it does. Because if you're the mark, you'll never see it coming. might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either she's wendy and i'm beth and together we host fruit loop serial killers of color a true crime podcast together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold we also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve at fruit loops we're serving up true crime with a side of history society culture and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.